Hi, welcome to the Crypto Lifer Show with your host, the Crypto Lifer, aka Sam Price. Here on the show, we like to talk about crypto gains, changing your life, saving money, and making proper financial decisions. We also like to bring in a high-frequency state of mind here and a collective that pushes you forward to help you find your own goals and helps you center your own chi so you can get where you want to go in life. Come on in to the Crypto Lifer Show. Today, I am blessed, absolutely blessed. This man is a busy man. He's a traveler. He is an international man of mystery, as far as I'm concerned. And he is here with me today, spending his most <laughs> valuable asset, his time at three o'clock. Shout out to Crypto Love, man. Thank you so much for coming on to the live stream. It means the world to me that I could have a world-renowned, over 100,000 <laughs> subs, Crypto Love on the channel. So shout out to Crypto Love. Randall, thank you for coming on into the show. Boom shakalaka. What's going on, man? It's a pleasure to be here. You call me the international man of mystery. As long as you don't call me the spy who shagged you, I think we're good. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Always a funny, always a funny day with Randall. So, Randall, I just want to know, how did you get into crypto? Like, what was... Oh, my God. What what got you into cryptocurrency? Uh, were you an investor beforehand? What were you doing? You know, the last guy I talked to went up to Ecuador into a mountain to get away from the pandemic. And that's where he met a dude who was like, oh, you should learn about Bitcoin. He's like, I went to a tiny village in the middle of nowhere, learned about Bitcoin. So these stories are so interesting. The guy who told me about Bitcoin actually lives in Ecuador part-time. So maybe it's the same guy, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. So I got into it a number of years ago. So back in 2017, I bought my first crypto. And it was, uh, you know, like prior to that, I used to watch this guy's YouTube channel. His name was Sasha Daygame. He talked about picking up girls. And so I went to one of his events called the Infinite. <laughs> right? Yeah, figure. Uh, I went to one of his events called the Infinite Man Summit. And at that event, it was in Bulgaria, which is now one of my favorite places in the world. And he said, hey, if you have one Bitcoin, you'll be set for life. And this was like back pre $2,000 Bitcoin, like back when it was still low down there. And uh, I was like, that's pretty cool because, I mean, I could spend $2,000 and I'll be set for life. All right, let's go for it. So I did that and I started watching videos and probably like everybody else does out here, just watching content. I saw it. I liked it. I watched a video by Crypto Daily and I was like rolling laughing, just like absolutely dying laughing. And I was like, I'm going to give that a try. So I just give it a try. Just every day, just started making a video every day. And that's basically where it came from. I started making videos in August of 2017 and just started doing one a day. And it was good timing because it was, you know, six months before the bull run. And uh, so it's basically like if you start making a channel now, probably around that same timing, like you just get. Yeah, you're going to. It's like. It's like if you're selling lemonade on the on the on the uh, the 101, you know, I mean, and the cars are coming like it's if, if you stake your stake and you position yourself. Right. But the thing is to be um, not only you, you made these good videos, but you also were convicted in good projects like you seem to have good intuition and good research. Uh, something about you tends to kind of you're patient, like you're not about the quick win. Uh, you're 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 kind of you're about, you know, like that you're you're gaining these little bits of knowledge and adding that's what I got from you immediately was like, wow, you know, I can learn from this person. Like I learn from you every day. I I love, yeah, you may not sit there and do huge, but you know what you show, I remember 10 K you're like, Bitcoins, look at this cup. I mean, 
once it breaks this cup, once we break 10, and you have these awesome, you know, you do like TA for kind of for dummies in a way, but it's like, you know, it's, it lets them know like this is, but like if we break this area, key area to look at, another thing you were talking about when we break a hundred days after an all time high, you were hundred percent right. You find these beautiful little gems and you kind of bring them all together. I love yeah. it. Five, six, I love yeah. you, you. I noticed your videos are quicker now too. Oh yeah, definitely. They're a little, yeah, you know, it's, um, yeah, I like to find the simplicity in things like TA could be as complex as you want it to be, but I don't have the time or the attention span for all that complexity. So finding the easiest stuff and making it where anybody can understand it. Cause like, I think that probably if you just use like three different tools with TA, you could probably do it. Like if you use trend lines and you use a Fibonacci retracement and you use like moving averages, that's, you could probably do all of TA with that. And uh, so, yeah, I just enjoy doing that stuff and being able to help people out. Like, uh, yeah, you know, it's funny because I do a lot of TA. I have like a uh, I have like an eight part checklist and I have to have all these things done. And this week I was going through and I just drew cup and handles and like everyone was like, well, how do I? And I said, like, like, stop over complicating this, like find a fucking cup and excuse me, find a cup and handle. <laughs> and put your money in and walk away. Walk away and come back in three weeks. What? Yeah. What do you say? I said, you... there are children watching this. What are you yeah, doing, dropping yeah, yeah. now? <laughs> yeah. So, um, uh, yeah. So, isn't it, um, isn't it extraordinary how that stuff works? Like, it, it literally blows my time, blows my mind every time I just use a little Fibonacci retracement tool and it's like, it lines up perfectly. I'm like, how does that happen so perfect? On Monday, I drew like 10 fibs. There was 15 mm -hmm. coins hit the 618. Bing, 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 mm -hmm. bing, 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 You know? And it was just yeah. like, oh, textbook, textbook, textbook. Sell when the price gets away from the 21-day moving average on the four-hour. It's like, because it snaps back to the 21 every single time. Like, show me a time it didn't, and I'll fall down mm -hmm. right now on the floor. It happened. Like, and the thing is, that another thing I've been reading is we got to start uh, using what we know and not what we feel. When the price is going up, my emotions, despite all the, I've been trading 12 years, my, I still, my brain, oh, it's going to keep going. And then my, you have to be like, no, like it doesn't keep going. Nothing keeps going. Go look back at a chart and see that it goes up. It retraces. It goes up, you know, yeah. but in the moment, everyone is FOMOing in there, you know, dude, especially, especially in crypto, like we have a super short attention span. And literally anything that's a top gainer one day is going to last one, maybe two days. And that's basically it. And so, like, uh, I've been telling people recently, I mean, if you're trading, you, you have a few things. One, if you can get in early on the write-up, sure, buy it, but definitely sell it within a couple of days. Two, if it's already way extended on its write-up, probably don't want that one. And otherwise, just look for discounts because there's over 8,000 different altcoins out there. And every day, a certain number is going to pump. Now, here's a question I have for you. Cardano went to 161. I personally didn't run to my hardware wallet where I have it staked, dataless, and send it to an exchange, sell it at 150, you know? The TA was there, it made sense, it was a pump. But despite all my knowledge, some days I'm happy, which is buying a little more on a dip and knowing that my bag is set and packed and it's, and it's not at risk. It's not going to an exchange, I'm not moving it around. So like, say, how do we talk about the people who are always like, they always want to, you know, and then I also say, was that a bad move? Like, did you take some profits at 161? I just want to know, you know, um, what is your assessment of my behavior there on Cardano? You know, so I think it all depends on an individual strategy. 
And like uh, a lot of the good traders that I've met, they always say, don't be greedy and don't expect to profit from every win. Like you just can't, you can't take advantage of everything. So it has to go along with your strategy. Is If your strategy is Cardano is going to be one of the dominant projects in 10 years, why on earth would you sell any of it right now? Like it just doesn't make sense. But if your strategy is I have to capitalize on every single opportunity that comes in front of me, then yeah, you need to sell it. So like it's totally 100% independent of strategy. Like I have not really been selling anything except for a few positions where I just got out my initial investments back into Bitcoin because I still think we're still middle to middle to mid end of the bull run. Like I think we have somewhere between two and six months left of it and or yeah, somewhere between two and six months left. So I don't think it's profitable to cash out huge positions. Maybe mm-hmm. to for ones that have bounced against Bitcoin to yeah, take some Bitcoin back. But uh because I think that there's a lot less risk in holding Bitcoin than other altcoins. You can't well, you showed much, us the map. I mean, you you've always showed, that's one of the first things you showed me too. Don't hodl alts like the squiggly lines of all the alts down in this monks and then the Bitcoin all the way up in the upper right. You know, it's it's crazy. It's like math. Like nobody. I mean, math. I don't. Math is true, I guess, because it's built on these axioms that we all accept as true. And so, like, mathematically, no trader's ever consistently beaten just putting money, the returns of an index fund, which gets 12% returns year on year. And it's like, same thing with cryptocurrencies. Like, nothing beats Bitcoin yet that we know of yet. Once that thing comes out, yeah, I'll definitely put my money there. But until that does, most of it's just going to be in that safest investment. Other things I'll I'll trade to try and accumulate more Bitcoin. But it's like... That's doing most of the work for me. It's getting 200% per year on average. Like, <laughs> I'm sticking my money there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, every dollar I put in always is more than the dollar that I put in every single time. Like, I've never put oh, in dude, a dollar and not got back two. Just keeps happening, you know? Yeah. And honestly, like, so there's two sides of, like, Bitcoin. Like, one, I know it's still, even as, as many, like, big names get in it, like Elon Musk and everything, I still look at it as somewhat of a speculative asset. Like, it's still brand new. It's 10 or 11 years old. Still like brand new asset class. So it's still speculative. But on the other hand, the underlying uh, fundamentals of it, like how it actually manages inflation with halfings, I don't think that as, uh, as human beings, we can even comprehend the implications of that yet. Like, I don't think we understand that Bitcoin's going to keep going up order of magnitude after order of magnitude after order of magnitude. Like, it's probably not going to be for another 10 years until 96 plus percent of all of Bitcoin's mined and the price is $10 million per Bitcoin or something Well, like to that. me, it's it's We're- obvious that it's going to hit $10 million. Like, to me, it's it's I'm a math guy my whole life and I don't question numbers. You know, I researched Nikola Tesla 369. Like, I literally spend days playing with pi theory and you realize every number you add to pi and then... They always divide it. It equals pi again. And you could go all the way to the end and you could times any number by nine and then add the number, right? Nine times five is 45. Four plus five is nine and 36. You could times 8,785 times nine. And when you go back and do the math, it's going to equal nine every single time. You know, if that doesn't tell people that we're in some type of numerical, I don't know, uh, you know, uh, they say we're in a, uh, you know, a made up matrix type of thing, you know? And I see mm-hmm. it all the time in the patterns in trading. And 
to me, the US dollar, the main reason I'm in Bitcoin is because I started buying gold and silver. I started listening to Mike Maloney and watching the hidden secrets of money on YouTube. YouTube taught me everything. Like a lot of people say, oh, there's a this is the dark ages. There's trash. There, you can go down a rabbit hole now and there's more, there's more non-truth than there is truth. And then I say, well, but you know, I'm a rap artist and I learned how to mix all my own music with YouTube. I said, uh, I just built a walkway outside. I've never built a walkway in my life. I found out how to get like the stuff. I did the bricks. Like I built an entire walkway, you know, didn't pay four grand YouTube. So if you're a good researcher, you can discern nonsense from fact and, and, and you can, and then there's a way to do it. Like there's a system to do that. So, and I was like, this is kind of crazy, but 9-11 got me into Bitcoin. Um, it happened. I started researching things that, you know, mainly I just let pass by my, my mind. And I started being like, then I researched the Federal Reserve. I found out the Ponzi scheme that we live in. And I found out all what they're doing and their, you know, fractional reserve lending, how the banking system works. And I said, and I was working the night shift. I said, I'm going to work a night shift, take my hard-earned money and watch them steal it behind my back every single day. And that's what they're doing. Like, you don't know it, but that's exactly what's happening. Like, you can lie to yourself all you want. And so I said, how do I save my family? How do I save myself? And I was like, huh, this Bitcoin thing is de in deflationary. They're going to cut the supply while they continue to force the supply. To me, it was eight-year-old math. If we learn this stuff, if this is eight-year-old math, people. The dollar's getting printed. They're shrinking the supply of Bitcoin. And People aren't, aren't that, people aren't that, you know, complex. India's uh, money is going to go down. Turkish lira, right? Uh, look at Chile and the peso, Argentina. These people can have nowhere to go in six, seven months from now. We're getting very, they're going to have to buy, they're going to be forced. And then billionaires are greedy people. They do not want to lose their money. I got a friend worth 50 mil. He doesn't, he loses a million dollars. He freaks out. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, and he's going to lose the most. And I keep telling him, like, you should, I was begging him to put four or five million into Bitcoin at it. At 10,000, I said, this is your time in, in November, uh, September, October. I said, this is it. And he's like, ah, oh, you're just, you're always been, I said, no, I really know the timing here. And when we break 10K this time, I have this. And I think based on the idea that human beings will rush into these things to save themselves. So the idea is you get in it before every, you get into the lifeboat before, every, it's like getting into the lifeboat on the Titanic, like days before it hit the iceberg. And you're just sitting there waiting, eating an apple. They're coming, they're coming. So... To me, it was about survival. It's not even about a risky trade. So when people say, oh, you're risky with all your money in cryptocurrency, I'm like, I don't think you've done the math, you know? <laughs> yeah, right. I know. Where It literally is. Like, I look at that all the time. Like, where else could I put money? Because you can't hold cash because they just printed $1.9 trillion. <laughs> that just makes it that much less valuable. Uh, you can't put it in a bank account because you're getting no returns on that. Uh, gold and silver really don't have much returns and you could put it in income producing real estate, but that's, you know, that does pretty well. I would say that's like my next best asset as opposed to Bitcoin, but really there's nothing else out there like it because you can actually own your own money and, uh, and it grows insanely. Now, um, when you were doing all coin deep dives, I think you've changed, you know, it's, I see, I got, see, another thing I want to ask you, I bought token metrics, kind of because of you in a way, I watch you, and I like Ian and Belina, and I, I don't get a lot out of it for the $30 a month or 40 I, I pay the, the small one, and I don't seem to get, like, and I think I'm just not, A, not using it right, don't know how to use it, or is that just like, don't, do they give not so, enough to that, to that tier, you know? So let me tell you how you need to do it. I do it two ways. So... Uh, I look 
at the the best. So like back in 2017, he used his system, which was just a spreadsheet, to turn uh, $20,000 into over $5 million. And so basically, the, his, his spreadsheet, there were like a number of categories that he would look at. Like he would look at the team. He would look at, uh, I think, the project, the social media. I don't even remember anymore. Yeah, but GitHub. Was, you see how many GitHub people, exactly. you know, you want to see the GitHub activation, you know, see if it's Twitter, yeah. you, know, you know, just compile yeah, so all now, this data. Yeah. They, he used to, it was probably, he looked at like five to 15 things back then. Now they look at 77 things and all of them are rated. Because the, in, the, in the options, you can look at the ratings, you can look at the indices and something else. I don't really use the indices that much. I look at the ratings. And then what I do is, first off, you can find like hidden gems by looking at the long-term ratings. Because the things for investor yearly are like good projects that are well undervalued. So that's the first place I go to look for gems. And then what I do is I look for things that are in that are in multiple categories. So like if it's on trader daily, trader weekly, investor monthly, I'm like, I should take a look at this one. But then I still don't, it's, it's still not like a, uh, it's like phase one of research for me because it still doesn't actually tell me which ones to buy. It tells me which ones to actually focus my effort looking at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's just like it's, it's 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 sifting and it does the initial sift. It gets the it gets the little pieces out and now you can look at some rocks and see okay, which one do I really want here? You know. Yeah, because you can get you can be totally overwhelmed with the information from it because it'll just like there's so many different time frames to look at. There's so many different. You can look at the indices. You can look at the whatever. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so I just personally, I just like using the ratings. And if I was just to do one thing with it, I would just look at the ratings and I would look at the investor yearly. And I would just look at the top coins that they have there and go through every one of those and find out based on TA, what's the best buy. Mm -hmm. like, what I've been doing ones, too is, which ones, yeah, hmm? yeah. I've been using CoinGecko. Oh, just say which ones, oh yeah. yeah. So, no, so I see. <laughs> Your turn. Your turn. No, no, finish, 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 finish. <laughs> I would just say, yeah, I would just look at those ones and see which ones are um, A, have some type of release or something coming out that could be really good. Mm -hmm. B, are at pretty much all time lows or previous like long term support. Uh, that's pretty much what I would look for on them. What are your thoughts on Pancake Swap and Cake and Bake and Binance Smart Chain? And is that a is that a fleeting is that a fleeting run up? You think that bubble is that a flip? Um, do you think it will kind of continue downward now, or will it resurge with Pancake Swap V two? And do you think they're actually competing? And and is this is this over? You know? Yeah. So uh, it's I think it is. I mean, like any other crypto, it goes in like trends. You know, there there was like the chain link and the Oracle trend. And then, you know, with the uh, pancake swap, there was like the, the DEXs and, and with Binance Smart Chain, there was the Ethereum competitors. And it always goes with a trend, like whichever, whatever pump group decides to pump that coin, every other coin that's similar to that starts pumping. So I think in, in, a, in one sense, yes, it's over. Uh, in another sense, it's still very important because... DeFi is going to, at least it appears like DeFi is going to be 
the use case for cryptocurrency. Yeah. Once once we get over this NFT phase. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, but I mean, because there's right now there's a lot of money locked up in Bitcoin and it's just sitting there. And like you mentioned earlier, wealthy people don't like their money just to sit there. They like it to do something. So then if they can take it and they can use RenBTC or synthetics or something like that to start getting returns on their Bitcoin, they're probably going to want to do that. And that allows all these platforms uh, to, to start getting used. So I think that, I think that yeah, um, it could be really interesting. And one thing that I saw that was interesting the other day was uh, DeFi Pulse Index. It's yeah. an index fund. Of I go over products. that every day on my channel. I've been going over that for it's, two months now. DeFi Pulse. Uh, and yeah. even DeFi Perp, you can actually chart DeFi Perp. There's DeFi Pulse, but you can DeFi Perp. It's just a basket of the DeFi. And, you know, that's why I'm able to tell people where a lot of times people don't realize I'm using Total and Total 2, right? Total 2. Total is the whole market cap. Total 2. I saw the pullback at one point when we first hit 1.7. I said, if I do the measured moves of the triangles and I say like, when we hit this level, like they're going to sell us off. Like that sell off that happened. I, 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 you know, I predicted it. I, I showed every, I even had a, I took the fractal from the, then I'm watching fractals. I cannot believe how Bitcoin repeats itself. And it literally makes a rising wedge drops out and does a double bottom. I can show you the rising wedge and the double bottom. Literally. That's all it does like a thousand times over. Now it makes other patterns inside of those and that. But if you said on like the, 10 or 15 minute, I could just show you rising wedge falls down, double bottom comes to the upside, rising wedge, and it repeats itself over. And I sit it sometimes on my channel, I spend 20 minutes and I just blow people's minds with the fractals of Bitcoin. I'm saying, you know, um, uh, so one thing you also said, I, I just researched Ren. I was sleeping on Ren. Like I always liked Ren. I put some money in Ren last October. Let it sit there. Bitcoin made 500% or something and then got out. Like I literally left like a hundred bucks in there like one day, like two years ago. And then literally like six months ago, sold it, turned into like 600 bucks. This is even before the bull run happened. Like Ren was just doing its thing. People don't realize these coins, we were trading them last August. We had a mini bull run, not even this August, the one before it. There was a little mini bull run of 2000, what is it? Must've been 19, the summer of 2019. We had a, you know, Adam went to $5 from a buck. Like things were kind of going crazy. So now I'm seeing these same coins come up in the game. What do you, you know, I'm wondering why Adam is lagging. Adam and Band, like to me, they're beautiful projects. Adam connecting multiple blockchains, right? It's like a blockchain hub, meaning it's inter interoperable and it can connect old chains to big um, newer chains. And it's really like, to me, an integral part of the movement. But yet Adam just refuses, it's just lagging in this 18, 20, you know, it's just like, it's, you know, is that a project you like? Is that, is that a degenerator? I've actually, you've taught me about degenerate. You taught me that. You taught me about every, oscillators and degenerators. Literally I mean, every project except for Litecoin, Stellar, Dogecoin, Decred, and Binance Smart Chain are degenerators. De <laughs> so there's only, there's only five that aren't. But um, Explain I, that to people you know, if, you're, if you're willing, because they probably have no idea what you're saying, you know, with that. All right, so this is based off of like a tweet storm by Willy Woo. Um, but you can also check it out on his website, Woobold. Or Crypto Love's amazing videos where he explains it all. Dude, because I just I just look for the simplest ways to trade because uh, otherwise it's so easy to get sidetracked. And so one of the simplest ways is there's five altcoins that basically will go back and forth against Bitcoin. So theoretically, 
you can buy these when they have a cheap Bitcoin comparative and sell them when they have a higher Bitcoin comparative. And you can just do that over and over and over again. So Dogecoin was the last one that peaked. And this was one that I was calling for like a couple months saying, hey, Dogecoin, I don't know when it's going to happen, but it's going to pop. And I, I just like doing that because it's, it's not guaranteed, but it's like the closest thing to guaranteed that I know of in terms mm -hmm. of what cryptos are going to move. Mm -hmm. And uh, so like taking a look at the other ones, there's also Stellar, there's Decred, there's Binance Smart Chain. So Dogecoin and Binance Smart Chain are both at the top in terms of Bitcoin comparative right now. Uh, when you say Binance Smart Chain, because to me, I think that's BNB, like... BNB, BNB. Okay, yeah, yeah, the actual BNB coin. Yeah, yeah, Binance coin. Yeah. Because yeah. I'm okay, like, wait, yeah. there's a there's a coin I don't know. Damn it, damn it, <laughs> I'm going to go Sorry. jump off a bridge right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so anyways, BNB and, uh, and Dogecoin are both at the top. I'm not saying they can't go up higher. But in terms of Bitcoin comparative, it's just not advantageous to buy. Yeah, they're they're in that they're right at the now. they're at the top of the trampoline. Like they're they're gonna come back and bounce. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like yeah, exactly. You could get more, and but it's just yeah. you've already kind of pulled in the fish, you know? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like statistically, there's a better chance it'll come down than go up. Mm -hmm. And uh, Stellar and Decred are right in the middle, so they could go up, they could go down. I don't know, but Litecoin right now is all the way at the bottom, and that one at least to me, is like one of the most attractive altcoins right now. Now, I don't no, know. No, it's about to go to 300 easy. I just, I, I talk to a lot of expert traders. We go over to our analysis and the deep word on the deep state, you know, on the underground, Litecoin's 300, like it's it's already been written. Like Litecoin 300 probably in a week. I'm just saying, like I'm in, and I hate to be, a, I'm not, a, I don't try to do these moon boy crazy predictions, but certain things, like certain things Litecoin, $5,000. Yeah, $10 million, Litecoin. <laughs> With the old face. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no. Exactly. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, mm -hmm. So, um, but yeah, yeah it, it, and that's another thing too. Like a lot of people were like doing crazy things. Whenever there's a bull run and I see Doge like three, four cents. When I saw Doge, I just put $1,000 in it and everyone's like, what are you doing? And I said, listen, I'm not a fan. I'm not reading the tweets. I love it all. Believe me, I love it all. I love it all. I'm cool. I think he's trying to, He's using Doge to pull people into cryptocurrency. I think he's doing he's doing the simple thing to do the more complex thing. He's 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 mind effing people, and that's what I think he's doing. Mm -hmm. He's he doesn't want you to really buy Doge. He wants you to buy Theta. He wants you to buy. He wants you to deep dive. I think he wants you to get Theta, in. And he's yeah, and he's got Mark Cuban on board now, who's been like anti crypto for years. Now all of a sudden, Mark Cuban cake and Doge, Doge at the Dallas Mavericks. I told two people that they didn't believe me. I'm like, you can go buy a soda at the Davidge Matt. You can go get a you know you can. I mean, once we open up bigger and. But you can buy the tickets Dude, and all about that. To, it's about to go really mainstream. Like this is because everybody's heard about Bitcoin or most people have, mm -hmm. but they haven't. It's been too hard. It's been too complicated. Like it's about to go really, really mainstream because we have everything going on with Dogecoin. We have FTX token, which is uh, about to buy the name rights to Miami Stadium. So, I just bought. I just bought in at 30. I bought in late, but I just. I just I, I made a big position in it. I made five big positions recently with Bitcoin specifically. I bought it with Bitcoin. Man, I don't know if that's yeah. the best idea, but I had I had Bitcoin lying around, lying around, <laughs> and I was yeah. out of capital. And I was like, damn, but I, I, there's more that I want. Like I got my initials. Like I got the SHR. I got the band. I got the Atom. You know, I got the foundational coins. I got the Cardano. Mm -hmm. Like I got the bags. I know I got the right bags. 
But now, you know, I don't have any Terra Virtual Collect. And to me, I'm like, eh, I think I need a little Terra, you know, TVK. I, I, I'm pretty sure it's going to moon to five, 10 bucks and then I'll get out. I'm not saying it's going to be the greatest thing ever. But if you don't have an NFT play in your back pocket, like you're sleeping, you know, at this point. So I look at it like a car engine. This I do a lot of tutoring and I say, hey, listen, crypto is a car engine. We got the V8 block. We got the radiator. We got the carburetor. We got the fuel. We got the carburetor. All this stuff needs to happen. Not any coin can do one thing. We need an infrastructure and we need it to build. And all these things have a place. And I said, and you need to research this engine and try to wrap your head around it. And it takes people a while. Like me and you, we got it. But it took us probably, we don't even realize how much our subconscious has built this space in our mental framework. But we can see what's going down. Like, and it's like, okay, I need NFTs. And then I get the intuition antsiness that says, you want to make that money, you know you should be in da-da-da-da-da. Now you need to go spend five hours tonight and you need to do that research. And then your wife has to yell at you because you didn't help her with the baby and you were looking at coins all night. But that's the point, to be a coin crypto lifer. You know what I'm saying? To go all the way. So Well, you know, it, it really is. like they, There was this book a long time ago called Your Money or Your Life. And really, money is synonymous with life. We spend our life energy accumulating money which then can then help us have a better quality of life. So like all this time that we invest in cryptocurrencies and looking at them and trading them and everything, we're literally trying to accumulate a more and better life. So the time may not seem well spent from time to time, but it really is because it's whether, whether we realize it or not, it's actually benefiting ourselves, but it's also benefiting humanity because it's, it's a, while some, while some corrupt people may win in cryptocurrency, it's really more about humanity winning from using it. It's actually giving the money that's been used for oppression of humanity forever back to people. Well, when you bring that up, it reminds me of like, and I don't want to get too hairy because I feel like I always have to dance around these subjects. But to me, it's the idea that even our own like government, like as the SEC says, they're looking out for us, right? But were you looking out for us for the last 15 years when the HBC Bank was laundering money day in and day out and they just you kept slapping them with a billion dollar fine? Like go if you just Google HSBC laundering, you're going to see articles on Google for 25 pages all the way back to like 1998. So who have you been protecting? Like why do you keep claiming you're protect? Like we know the blockchain protects us. Let the blockchain create the laws. Stop using your laws to steal our rights. Like and it's, I feel like there's going to be a, a, a point where it's either let the technology win. And I said to my, my wife this morning, it was kind of the same system when, you know, it's, I'm going to make something really simple to kind of explain what I'm saying. But it was when the, you know, horse and buggy came out and then they had the car, the guys who were selling, you know, the reins, the leather, they were like, oh, the, that car's going to run people over. It kills babies. You know, like it's, it, this is, you know, they did everything they could to fight the technology. So they could hold a piece of what they had. And eventually the technology won. It's, it's, it's saying, listen, for the rest of humanity, you need to let go and you need to stop. And there's too many mongers out there, I believe, who are in the financial system, who make so much money off of all these derivatives and quadrillions and, and they're, they're so deep in it and they see how crypto is going to re-circumvent the system. They're going to lose some power and they don't want, and they have enough hands with their lobbyists and you know, all the money they've spent in our government so it's like, who are really fighting, you know, who is really here for us, you know, and, and that's why I believe in Charles Hawkinson's because like, when he speaks, he speaks on this larger world idea of freeing humans from, you know, being pushed down by by people who have more than us, you know, 
Bitcoin mm-hmm. could help uh, countries because they're saying rich people come into a, an emerging country and the resources go right to the rich people immediately. They don't even give the edu- they don't even allow the people on the low to get that education to learn to ever move up into that class. They keep them where they want to keep them and Bitcoin could let them not have to use the bank to create their own wealth, not have to go into that system to then rise themselves above. I mean, $5.6 quillion of illiquid assets out of, out of Africa, right? That's Cardano's deal right now. I mean, to not have a bag at Cardano, I think, is, is to not believe in the world, to not believe in the progression of humanity. Like, to me, buying Cardano is similar to believing that the human race is going to do something great in the next, you know, 10, 20 50 years so uh you know and and dude, it always goes to the better technology the easier thing to use and when you look at it that's bitcoin as cryptocurrencies because i i remember like two three years ago i had to wire somebody money from the united states to germany not only did it cost 200 dollars for just to initiate the wire but they also wanted like eight percent of the money that i was sending over there so it ended up being you know, to spend two thousand dollars ended up costing me like f- almost five hundred dollars to send it, and and it was like such a hassle to do, and it took days to get there. And I was just like, this is such an old, broken system. When I could have just sent the person Bitcoin, it would have been there immediately. Now, what do you what do you do with um, the idea? Like, as the space grows, right? Uh, like, where do, where do you see, because I, I mean, we all want to be these, you know, everyone's goal is to make these millions, but we almost don't even know. Okay, so you made the million. You're like, what is your goal? Let's say end of this bull run, you got 10, 20. I think you'll have $20 million. You know, I don't want to, I shouldn't. And it's not even about that money, but I think you'll be in a good place. You know, yeah. um, you taught me and I know where I'm at. So if you taught me kind of in a way, like I can only assume, you know, and what is your goals? Like, where where do you? Where do you plan on taking this? Do you want to make a coin? Um, are you making your own coin? Is something coming up? Do you have projects in the works? You know, where, where does where is where do you would like to be in five years? Is really my question. You know. Yeah. So I think it's really important to to model other people who you find successful, and so you know, I fortunately because of the channel, I've got to meet numerous billionaires, and like, it's crazy because they work harder than anybody else. Like literally anybody who has a, a nine to five job or an hourly paid job, you don't work nearly as hard as a billionaire. Like they work nonstop. Sure, they get to work on something they're passionate about, but that's because they built it up. They actually care about it. And so like I look at people like um, Alex Mashinsky from Celsius or like Naval Ravikant, and they're people who have made tons of money. And now it like really brings them joy to do good. Like almost every, pr- Alex is a, Alex Mashinsky, the founder of Celsius, he's a triple unicorn, just like Elon Musk. He started $3 billion companies, which is like extremely rare. There's like maybe six or 12 people in the world who have done that. And so he just has a good time creating projects that benefit humanity. Like he was responsible for putting Wi-Fi down in the New York City subways. He built... Celsius, a project where 80% of any profits go to the users and you earn interest on your crypto. Like everything he builds is for the good of humanity. So I think that's the direction that I'm going. Uh, there was there was a while in my life where I was kind of stuck like paying off past debts and stuff like that. So that's done. Now I just get to, to focus on doing things that I love. And 
you know, one of the things that I love doing is actually computer programming. And so that's where I spend my time now. And I do it. I like to travel the world and go to places where, where I enjoy and places that treat me the best. So like there was this book that I read a while ago called the nomad capitalist. And he said, go, where, go to places that treat you the best. You want to go where you're treated the best. And it makes sense because like, why would you stay some, if you, if you have the opportunity, why would you stay somewhere where you're not treated well? So it, it kind of comes back to the point you were talking about, about like governments regulating cryptocurrency. Maybe, but there's like 160 countries. That, mean there's, that means there's like 160 governments. So even if you know, one government says absolutely not with cryptocurrency. Other ones will say absolutely yes. And then watch where everybody moves. Well, like, that's you the thing. See Can I get a passport in Malta or something? Like, because I feel like that's going to be, if, if the U.S. keeps sure. keep doing what it's doing, like I've been having serious questions with my wife and saying, I'm going to have to go get citizenship somewhere else because this is just not, it's not working for me. They're not working for there me. Numerous, like there are numerous countries where you can get a second passport. Like you can even buy it down in the Caribbean. They have in the Caribbean they have the easiest. I heard 180 passport. grand, 170 grand, and a few little things. Dude, and Dominic, Dominica is a hundred grand. That's it, and you get a second passport that's accepted in like 130 plus countries. And so like, yeah, and yeah. so like. And you don't need to give up your U.S. passport to own that one, but mm -hmm. it's just good to have in your back pocket because yeah, why yeah, not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like there are other countries down there where you have to invest a little bit more, but you invested in property or in a business. So like, yeah, actually, might yeah, uh, you get the money back in ten years anyway. So it's almost free in ten years anyway. Yeah. See what you just said. I, I got goosebumps a little bit because you said I like to hang out. I like to you know put myself around the people that I like to become, right, or who I find successful. I found you on YouTube four years ago. To me, you look like a guy who was speaking his mind, um, going after something he was passionate about, and showing a little bit of your personality and being funny. Like you, a lot of YouTubers hide that because they're afraid they're not going to get. You know what I'm saying? And you let it out. You said, "You know what? I'm a, every once in a while, I'm just going to be. I'm going to be Randall. I'm going to be the dude. Like I don't care if it, it, what, what, how it really affects everything. I'm just going to do me. You know and you know fine. You earn you earn my sub from all those three things. But to me, it's like. I'm doing what you're saying to do. I'm trying to interview you. I want to I want to have a relationship with you. I want to get to know the people that I find successful. And those are the people that I want in my life. So it's, you know, and it's crazy how focused YouTube makes you because you cannot be successful in YouTube without being focused. You can't. It has to be a video a day. You have to feed the need. You have to keep pushing the channel, you know? Uh, it becomes like, a part of you at one point if you really want it if it's something that you think you're you know it's gonna and then look i don't think you know without the channel maybe i wouldn't be interviewing you and now i get to know and then you shared so much right now right like for everyone watching this like we didn't sit and talk for hours like this is a real interview we're really getting to know each other too right here right now like this is happening in real time and it's also an inspiration to everybody out there start your youtube channel you know if you want to make weaving bat i don't care what you want to do start doing it you know because there's so much for you once you go your own way, like the universe really opens up. And I think that's where your true potential really lies. But it's scary and a lot of people don't want to get there. You know, like how did you break out of it? I, I little can I share a little key key tip? You're a veteran you were a veterinarian or still are, right? If, if when I re I linked went to your LinkedIn I mean, tried to do a little I research. Still, I still have a license to practice veterinary medicine, but I'm I don't anymore because it it was something that I did because other people you know, I was following like other people's plans for my life and I got in over my head in student debt and I just was stuck 
doing a job that I hated for 12 years. And uh, so, yeah, it was, uh, I used to be that, but not anymore. Like, I mean, like you said, the opportunities that exist on YouTube are, they just were not possible 20 plus years ago. Mm-hmm. It just wasn't possible. Like if, if we wanted to, if we wanted to create a video, we would need to have a video recording studio, a video editing studio. Uh, we would need to have some distribution service. Mm-hmm. Like the opportunities just aren't available. So I just, you know, I just started doing it and ran with it. And it was, and like the other thing is, I think we talked a little bit on patience earlier and it is something that just takes time. Like, unfortunately it takes time. You, you, you need to have a goal, but it's not going to come to you immediately. And it's probably a good thing that it doesn't come immediately because you wouldn't be able to handle it. But it, you know, since for the past eight years, I've been working, trying like, is it eight years? Yeah. Nine mm-hmm. years now. I've been like doing everything I can as like side hustles, like working, working 40, 60 hours per week, plus nonstop doing stuff on top of that. And it's been, you know, I had like a search engine optimization company. I've tried multiple digital products online. I've uh, done real estate investing and real estate wholesaling. So like every opportunity that I've been able to find, I've taken and just ran with it and saw what I could do. And it was just by throwing enough stuff against the wall that eventually YouTube stuck. But even that, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't a breeze because making a video a day is not easy during a a bear market, you know, like it's a long, long bear market. And mm-hmm. so, uh, that's what I want to talk about, guys. He was one of the few YouTubers, that's why I respect him, who, despite when Bitcoin went down, he was still there, still giving you ideas, still opportunities, saying maybe this is a good time to buy, you know, like reassuring you that these were the positions in the places you wanted to accumulate. Like, you know, he was kind of like everyone needs someone there when there's most people are scared at that time, they need a voice of reason, and he was there. Mm-hmm. 300 500 days straight you know dude and it's crazy because respect. sometimes you're respect. like maybe, you're like maybe i'm crazy like maybe is it, bitcoin's no. been sitting below ten thousand dollars for two and a half years i knew now. you were i, I was crazy. i was with you the whole time i i was buying it yeah. i bought i bought almost i bought a whole bitcoin i bought a few bitcoin below four grand i was yeah. i said i'll go down with a shit that's the one thing about no, me is once like, i'm convicted i'm con- i'm in there so i'm not that's it mm-hmm. you know and you found yeah. You taught me to do my research, stay true to myself. Um, I think people's personalities come off on YouTube too. You're influencing people in many ways without even realizing it. It might not just be the coins. It's how you talk. It's how you present yourself. It's how you show up every day. I was a guy a few years ago, had problems showing up every day. I'll admit it right now. Like that was, you know, like I had, I always wanted to quit my jobs and and I did things like you. I did Amazon FBA. I, I bought I bought drones at a wholesale place in Brooklyn. Brought them, bought a space at um, these street fairs. You know, bought like 10 spaces for three grand, 300 bucks a piece, 10 of them. I'd be on 46 and 8th. I'd have all my toys on a thing with a tent. My wife's breastfeeding the baby behind me. I'm flying little mini drones in the air. I got my drone license, became a drone pilot. Like I was always at work just like, how do I just, you know, and my job wasn't bad. I, I worked in TV. I work, I got into TV young, you know, went to film school. I started, I got my last job. I was working for David Letterman on Netflix, but it was, it was still just not my potential. I was in a room a lot. 
having to sit in front of a computer. They'd give me the work. I'd get it done. It was assisting editing, mixing, and you know, media management and all this stuff. And I did a little bit of video, video engineering and all that. And then, and then they'd leave me for four hours in a room. And I'd just be like, and I found your channel. And I found crypto. And next thing you know, I'm trading crypto. And, and that's really them leaving me in a room to do nothing for hours at a time. I started using their money to, pay, to, to get a crypto education. I said, you know what, I'm going to sit here and do nothing, like, and I don't want to be here. And I, and I kept watching people on YouTube who looked like they weren't at work, right? You People like you who looked like they were going every day, making a video, doing what, and I was like, wow, like, this is who I want to be. This is where I want to go, you know? And it's discouraging, I'll be honest, just for anyone here, just a, this is a crazy story. My YouTube channel, it started, did great, you know, I got like 500 subs, started to move. In December, they hit me with the warning. Your, your content is spam, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, they don't explain what, what I did or where I, my, my live streams are two hours long. I said, what, where in the two hours? I, what did I do? Nothing. Then I get a strike. Now I can't post for a week. And they say, don't go to your other channel. I still went to my other channel and I did my live stream anyway. I said, because thank God I had a backup channel. Um, next thing I know, I get an email saying, you're going to be terminated because of all this. In a, so then I had to go to the community and I'm going to make a video how I fought YouTube and won. Beat the yeah, strikes. I think one. I think this this video, and I'm going to go through all the things I did. And I said, I, I went off at the community, or you can uh, go to the community and say, hey, what are you doing to me? What are you doing on my channel? And I, I screamed and yelled, and I got into, they had to send it to like another place where I got email backups of it. And eventually, they said all this was erroneous. It must have been from those people that were making my same logo and my thing connect. And, and, it, and it, it put a spotlight on my channel, which then put it into this weird place where they started like re making it look like it was spam. Shout out to Crypto Mike on the $20. Crypto Mike, man. Thank you so much, man. Today is not a day for bad mini. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, thank you so much, my love. And so the whole point of the story is like, I thought my dream was crushed. I two, a year and a, almost a year straight. My, my, my channel didn't grow as fast as other people, but a year straight of me going online every day. And then they were gonna tear it away from me. And I was like, just about to monetize. I was just to get to a thousand subs. I was, and I was like another one of my business ventures that I've put so much into. And now I'm gonna have to go back to work. Like, and thank God, you know, I literally prayed. I'll be honest to you. I don't know if you guys believe in the power of prayer, but I sat here that night and I prayed the hardest I ever prayed. And not like with tears down my eyes saying, please, dear Lord, please let this channel go. Cause I have so much to give and I, and I wanna do this for a living. And I got an email a few days later, We've reinstated you. I've never got a warning again. They don't touch me again. I'm gold now so far, you know. But uh, just, you know, I really feel like when you're on to something, like that's when things try to get taken away from you. And like, you have to dig deep. Like you have to dig deep, you know. Uh, yeah, so I just wanted to share that with you and everyone else. Like yeah. YouTube tried to t take my dream away. And at one point it looked like it was going to point. It looked like it was. And uh, I'm here right now with Crypto Love. So... <laughs> Yes, exactly. So it's it's worth it. Yeah, they did that. They did that to a lot of YouTubers too. Back in December, not this past December, but the one before that. Yeah, and the that purge. was like crushing. Cause yeah, yeah. Cause I got. I mean, I got strikes on my channel, and I was like, there it all goes. There a thousand some videos. There it all goes. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, you're right. even deeper. You're in deeper than me. You know, it's like a girlfriend and you could break up with a girl, you know, for three months, but like you, it's like you've been dating her for five years. You know what I'm saying? Like that one hurts. Like, <laughs> yeah. oh, so, um, we're running down. We got about five minutes left, which is sad. 
but we've had a good time. Uh, I've got to little mm-hmm. know about you, a little about your process, um, where you, you know, you shared a lot about your philosophies and kind of your idea of life. And that's really cool. Um, just want to ask, you know, I want to shill, if you could shill like three projects, you had a thousand bucks, your grandma's thousand bucks. What would you put, what would, what would you put your grandmother in? That's, I, that's, I, I like this question. What would you put your grandmother in? If she said, you know, <laughs> Randall, could you put this thousand dollars in for me and make Granny happy? You know. <laughs> yeah, I would put uh, about sixty-five dollars in Bitcoin, and uh, I would put probably. Uh, oh, wow, he's bringing it down, guys. Listen, write that down. He's giving you a percentage <laughs> for a reason. Yeah, I think I would probably put another thirty um, percent. Or thirty dollars uh, $30 in Litecoin, because right now I think that's the best play other than Bitcoin. And then the last one would just be kind of some type of speculation. And uh, hmm, that one, I would I would probably give that to my grandmother and be like, "What do you think is the shiniest object? Which one? Which one do you like?" Just right, throw right, uh, a fish yeah. in a barrel. Yeah, <laughs> <Just like laughs> I mean, pretty much. Pretty much, because there's uh, there's a lot. Of stuff. I would put it in DeFi Pulse Index. Yeah, probably. that's a good idea too. Yeah, DeFi is gonna go up. Just ride the DeFi yeah. wave. What like, do you think of Base be, Protocol? I mean, be, you seen that? I got into Base in last October, and I started staking mm-hmm. it the EV2 LP tokens on Cascade for you know multiplier rewards and all that. But um, you know, it's the elastic supply. You know what I'm saying? It's moving, and then they rebase the price. And um, but I said, hey, yeah. we're at 400 billion when I got in five, and I said we're going to a trill. So why wouldn't I buy mm-hmm. this thing? And now we're look, we're yeah. at 1.7, we got it at 59 cents, we're at we're $1.70, and we have more tokens from the rebase. So and we're making the fees on the staking on the on the uni LPs. So I just feel like I don't know. I can't find out how much I have. It's hard to find out like <laughs> what I actually have until I unstake the LP tokens. And but um yeah, yeah, yeah. like I, there's yeah. yeah, there's gonna be my, more of these D5 pulls. Yeah, my strategy's always been somewhat uh um, risk averse, and that's just that's just the way that I generally do it. Um, so, be, and here's the reason why: like, I see the whole crypto ecosystem growing. Mm-hmm. And so that means that means that everybody's going to win because all ships rise together. Mm-hmm. The only way to lose is to get emotional and sell like a clown. <laughs> Well, <laughs> you know, yeah, it's just to just try and grow too fast, like, and and this is something that is tough when you first get into crypto, because you get into crypto and you see the you see how Dogecoin has already eighty five x. Well, someone who got in last week, see, they watch Engine Coin, right? And they're like, oh my god, Engine Coin! Like, I want to do a twenty x that just was at forty cents and now it's two dollars. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. They see Chili's has already hundred eighty x. Yeah. So like. They see this stuff, and they're like, "I missed it." And that's I. Every person I've ever met who's gotten into cryptocurrency thinks they got in too late. Every I knew person. about Chili's at four cents, and I watched it and watched it, and I knew I should, and I didn't get a bag. And I've been beat. I've been going to bed late at night with all my other investments doing great. I'm not looking at all that. I'm just being like, "Damn, how did I miss Chili's?" Like, I do this for a living. I go over this every day. Like. How did I miss ch- like I'm beating myself up about it, you know? It's weird. Mm-hmm. You're right. Yeah. But like people who are getting into crypto now in 2021 think they're getting in too late. People who got in in 2017 think they got too late. 
people who got in, I've met people who got in in 2014, 2013, 2012. They all think they got in too late because we look at these gains that happened before and we're missing the giant gains that are ahead of us. Like this you is know? just a little so, bit of, this is the bottom. This is that bottom, you know, the b rounded bottom mm -hmm. just peeking its head out. Like we haven't even started to really move yeah. it. So like basically everybody's almost guaranteed to win. The only way you lose is by losing your money, by trying some speculative thing that you're like, oh, I'm brand new, brand new DeFi project. I might as well trust a smart contract. I'm going all in on this one. And then you lose all of that. That's the only way to lose. Like I've been dabbling in Binance Smart Chain, I'll be honest. It's it's like my secret little guilty pleasure. But when I do it, it's 250 in the asset, 250 in BNB. I'm putting five, you know, I make four grand on one big trade. I take 300 bucks and put it in HydraSwap or Hippo, whatever these freaking crazy 1400%, you know what I'm saying? And mm -hmm. honestly, I got into one at 12 bucks. It went all the way to $2. I lost 90% of the money, but I ended up still making a, th can you believe this? Because of the fees coming in, the impermanent loss, I still routed the impermanent loss because I put 200 in, it went all the way to like 25 bucks, right? Because I lost like 90% of it. But then I kept it in for two weeks straight and the returns were like 8,000% and I ended up pulling out like $1,000. So That's awesome. And you don't lose your, what you also remember is when you're doing the LP tokens, you're not losing the money, you're not, you don't really lose the money on the BNB you put in, right? So you split the assets. So you're actually half averse because you only really take the hit on the initial, on you know, on the rupee token or whatever the crap token they want you to buy, but you're still holding some BNB. You're still holding some BUSD, whatever you placed in. You know, you get a little less during the flow, but but I have been telling, I did make a video about a permanent loss and I explained it and I put it on my channel so people understand. And I said, listen, because they see me doing all these things and they watch one of my videos and think that's what I'm doing with $10,000, right? And then I don't want people to think, I want to let them know, like, if you dabble in this DeFi $10,000 BS smart chain, we should call it BS, but BS, that was a, a Freudian slip in a way, but the, the, the Binance Smart Chain. <laughs> but if you want to play games and you want to dabble, like, make sure you're not, you know, you're not betting the house. You're betting the doghouse. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. yeah. you know, All right. So um, you asked me a whole bunch of questions. Now it's time for me to ask you a question. Okay. Uh, if you had to give one uh, piece of advice to new investors out there, somebody who just got into cryptocurrency, mm -hmm. somebody who, you know, they saw engine pump, they saw Chili's pump, now they're in, and and you have to give them advice that they to help them grow. What's that advice? Uh, my main advice, like I said, the car, going back to that car engine, like, make sure you understand crypto because. The amount of time you run after these, fine. So you saw you saw Engine Coin pump, and that makes you want to run and just be like, "What's like?" I, I get annoyed on my channel when someone says, "Lifer, I need the next coin. I need to. I need a pop tonight. I need something to pop." It's the most. Like I'm telling you, all you guys in my Telegram it sounds, sounds like you, a heroin addict. I need yeah, it tonight. I, 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 I put it up the other day. The guy said, "Call." He actually called me. Like I need it now. I'm like, I get annoyed because I'm like, that's not the mentality I'm creating with my channel. And that's what my following is all about. It's about I tutor someone, they start helping another person. And so my idea is this, you, you, if you really, if you got the bug, if you know you're in, because once you know you're in, you, you can't, you're sleeping, a, it's all night. You got to understand the space, all right? And, and I'll give you a little tip, you know, NFT, make a, make a, make a circle, divide it into six pieces or make a square, divide it into eight, four pieces, NFT in the left corner. Um, you know, payment, 
payment coins, XRP, bank, you know, you know, things that move, derivatives, uh, synthetics, stuff like that, you know, things that can get into the banking sector. I have a lot of synthetics. I believe in it. It's been flat. It went from, I got into eight, 10 bucks. It's 19, 20, went to 27. No one's looking at that coin. It's dead. It's dead to a lot of people. I think it's one of the greatest investments we're going to see in 2021, but that's my opinion. So like, I'm not focused on what everyone else is running after. I'm focused on my research. After I'm focused on my, and another thing is too, look at Angie coin. It was, it was doing its thing, but it, like he said, it's a two to three day pump and then it's gone. And, and I'm not saying it's losing all its gains, but then like the next one and the next one and the next one, your coin will be that engine coin one day. It's going to have its dog day afternoon. It's going to have its three days of sun. And because not, you know, and then you're going to be the guy who gets to say, oh, I, had three, oh, I was a 300X today, you know? You know how many times I got to be that guy? But I was holding the coin for seven weeks before I did it. I was mm -hmm. researching it for eight weeks, two months before I even bought the coin. Do your research. Like, don't let your antsiness force you into a position that you do not need to be getting into. Listen to people that aren't pump moon boys. Listen to Crypto Love. Listen to me. You know, if you, if you don't take guidance from me, take guidance from someone that speaks to you. Like someone that says some honorable things. Someone that connects with you in a way like, oh, this guy's just not shilling crap constantly. You know, someone that's willing to say he made a bad trade. Someone that's willing to admit their humanness. Right? Not someone who's hiding all of this aspect and just showing you little pieces every day. Pump this and how great that is. Like, that's not real. And don't associate yourself with people like that. So my idea is, I guess it's long-winded, but do your research. Fully do your research. And what I mean by that, go to CoinGecko. Research who the project is. I say a lot of people, I don't buy coins. I buy people. Why did I buy SHR? Because Tim Boss. I researched the guy and I saw that he started Keys in Australia. I saw that he is a successful CEO. I seen that he's actually been managed other companies and, and knows how to take small amounts of wealth and build. He has a great reputation. He's also, he, you know, he works harder than almost anyone I could know. Tim Boss is a boss. I mean, I'm buying SHR because I believe in Tim Boss. You see what I'm saying? Like, I like to buy the person behind the coin, you know, like I used to get in, I mean, I'm not a huge fan of EOS anymore, but I was, I like Dan Larimer. The guy used to make like weapon systems for the government. I mean, like if you don't think he's not going to get into a project that like he's not going to get in some project and moon it to the ground, you know, take it to the ground. Like, so I research who's creating these projects. Look at my, my V chain video. I tell you the guy used to have a connection with Louis Vuitton. Um, I like Bonley. This, I interviewed the CEO from Bonley. The guy used to work for PNC, I believe PNC Bank, General Electric. Like he's managed money. He's in, he has an accounting background. He's not a fool. You know, there's a reason why Bonley will do very well because it's managed properly as well as having, you know, so you got to find out who's making these projects, what's behind them. Once I, I do, and I do like a three to four week checklist. I look at it. I keep reading. Once I'm decided that it's the one for me, like I have a little list in my head, I do the check. I don't look back. I don't look back. I don't care if it's below support one day. I don't care if people would say it's, it's, oh, it's over. It's going down. That doesn't matter to me because I did my due diligence before I got into the trade. And I see a lot of people, should I sell now? Worry. And I'm like, well, you obviously did not plan this properly because now you're in an emotional situation because you have no conviction. That's not my fault. You need to do the research before you get into something and understand why you're getting into it in the first place. You know? Mm -hmm. so, yeah. You know? Yeah. Great advice. Great advice. Yeah, I mean, it's it's like a lot of people. They're like, should I sell this altcoin for this altcoin? Should I sell oh, this I altcoin hate that question. for this altcoin? You know, yeah. and, and they're like, yeah, because they're selling one at a loss to buy another one at a high, and they just keep rinse and repeating until there's nothing left. So it's kind of like what you were saying there with um, 
being being patient and researching it. Uh, Warren Buffett, despite what he thinks about cryptocurrency, he used to say that if a trader was only allowed to make five trades in their lifetime, they would be a much better trader because they'd have to do a lot more research. Because once you do those five trades, you're done. And like if you think about it that way, like if you can only do five trades this bull run, you're not going to be thinking, should I trade this one for this one? Should I trade this one for this one? No, you're going to be figuring which ones are going to maximize my growth potential for this bull run. Also, people say, well, like we said before, buy and sell in everything. And I said, yeah, even me. I'm really, you know, I'm, I'm pretty good at TA. And, you know, I have probably the highest probability of most traders to, to at least sell somewhat close to the top because it's what I do 14 hours a day. It's, you know, you would only believe after all that information, my subconscious mind would help me a little bit. Now, but the idea is, uh, it's also, can you go to bed that night though? Like if you sell theta at eight, are you, gonna, are you worrying it's going to 8.30 and you're going to be down when you get up? Oh, because you can't get back, you know? So like as great as it is to sell and buy the top, like I also like to like read my daughter a bedtime story and I like to wake up and work out and I like to meditate. And I, so it's like there is also mental health as, as, you know, this bull run can take your financials up, but like, you know, are you sleeping? Like, are you so freaked out? Are you in and out of everything to the point where you can't breathe? There has to be a level of profit taking and planning and holding and accumulating and there has to be a balance in my opinion you can get really good at ta but like you said like you cannot it hurts for me because now that i'm doing more tutoring and i'm i'm doing more charting i'm seeing more so now i see it all so now i beat myself up about when i don't take advantage of it because i'm like really in it and i'm seeing like i knew engine i knew ch like I, all this stuff was at my radar months ago like months ago i knew what coins were, were probably gonna you know were, were gonna go up so um, and now there's a new space and I'm using that again. And that's like Terra Virtua and these NFTs are, are coming up into the game. But uh, yeah, man, um, I just uh, I just want to thank you so much for taking the time. You know, you said you like to help grow channels and I was watching your channel. I was like, maybe he'd hook me up. So like I sent you an email and you answered and it just, uh, this is a dream to me, man. I'm telling you right now, this is a dream to me. Like I'm living my dream right now. Like, at, like this is what I would love to do. Interview people. Um, make connections with people in the space that are doing what I want to do with my life, you know? And uh, yeah, for all you guys out there working hard, like put your, you know, you, you worked hard for that money. Don't just jump in on a moon boy YouTuber. Do your research, man. He didn't get here do, jumping in on stuff like that. Crypto Love got here with his, you know, with his subscribers and his movement. He got here doing the research, you know? And he taught me. And now I do the research and I want to pay it forward. And that's the type of channels and the type of mentality we want to have in crypto because it's only going to help the whole human race become more successful, right? So, so you did your thing, man, you know, and you're, you're, you inspired me to be here. And uh, yeah, I'm so grateful for everything that you've done and all the videos you've made. Really, I get a little emotional because I know how hard it is now that I'm doing it and from the bottom of my heart, I just want to say thank you, you know? And, and honestly, I've made a lot of money on Cardano and like, thank you. Like, thank you from the bottom of my heart. Um, I joined your Patreon, you know, because just so everyone knows, I joined Patreons too. Like I have my own Patreon, but I joined his Patreon. I like to give back. I like to spread that energy to where I think it should go, you know? So yeah. Any last words, Thanks, man, bro. before we sign off? Uh, it's, been a, it's been an absolute pleasure. And uh, I like what you said there with the last thing where you like to give back. I mean, I think that's really important. 
And um, one thing that I've noticed in my life is the more that I can give to other people, the more comes back. And like, you know, every once in a while I forget that. It's like uh, the idea of giving money to charities or to homeless people or anything like that. Like they can say with money, you can either have an open hand or a closed fist. And like with an open hand, you give to somebody else, but more can come into you. But if you have a closed fist trying to hold on to everything you have, nothing more can go in there. So like every time in life, I always notice the more that I can give, the more I get back. And so like, uh, I mean, man, I never thought I'd be a YouTuber. I was just doing this because I thought it'd be fun. And like seeing that I can, that I can, you know, really make a difference for you and for other people out there, that blows my mind. And that's what life's about. And just the last few comments, one guy said, why don't you kiss him? <laughs> what, what makes you think we didn't do that already before the thing? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Um, XLM, Curve, Sweaty Boy. Great interview. Appreciate the help. Means a lot coming from experts that things I do are on the right track. I'll stay this way, helping people. Great interview. Boom, shakalaka, someone wrote. Um, if you believe now and understand trends and waves, you hold what is gold. And then someone, Harmony on the way up. I guess one coin is doing its thing. But uh, all right, everyone, we're going we're gonna to call it a day, man. The man gave me his time, and I appreciate it. Crypto love. Randall. You are the man, dude. Thank you so much. Yeah, I hope peace, we get peace, to collaborate peace. more. I hope we could do more. And uh, yeah, man, thank you so much. Thank you so much for your it's time. It's been a man. pleasure. You're yeah. welcome. I'll see you on the next one, my friend. Peace. Be safe. Thank you so much for listening to the Crypto Lifer Show. We really appreciate it. And we'll be back with another episode. Stay tuned.